Welcome back to the Green and Black Podcast. This is senior sports writer at Kaleo Tanner Hayworth, joined by my just always happy, always glad, always joyful, just brightens up the room, sports editor, Reese Nagaoka. Reese, how's your week been? It's been a little rainy the last month, it feels like. <laughs> um, but, you know, like they say, we, you you got to do what you got to do to get the pictures good in a couple of weeks of Hawaii, right? That was like the biggest lie you opened up with. We're always happy. But yes, it's been. <laughs> this is weird. It was... it's, I don't think it's a lie. I think it's a projection. You know, I'm trying to. Yeah. I'm, it's like I'm, I'm trying to. Trying to make my. Trying to, trying to make you, you know. Blah. This this made my day a little. This, make, this is making my day a lot better. But yeah, it's been rainy this entire week. I feel like Sunday and Monday. I swear it was like the only week that it wasn't raining at Rainbow Wahine Softball Stadium <laughs> when I was out there. But it was just. It was. There's a reason, right, why spring football, they were practicing at the Chin Complex for, like, every single practice. Yeah. Except for one day. <laughs> so, I don't know what the streak was of how many days it rained here in Manoa, but it was... It's m- not It's not like the 40 days back in, like, was it, the mid-2000s? Oh, gosh. But uh, it's certainly enough rain that I think yesterday uh, ESPN Honolulu correspondent uh, Hunter Hughes said... In the it was the first sun like sunny day he's seen in, in in enough time that he just went outside and took off his shirt to soak in the sun rays. So. You know what was <laughs> weird though? It was probably it was really sunny yesterday, but like it was so rainy in the morning. But the, yeah, I was gonna say I was I drove home yesterday because I was so tired, <laughs> and it, I was driving through a lot of rain. <laughs> so I was really confused when uh, Hunter Hughes said. Oh, it was so sun- It was like the the most sun I've seen in such I a mean, long time. To be fair, it was super sunny. Like it was just the morning when I came in. I saw like right. the biggest cloud that stretched from like I want to say like Anaheim to like let's just say Kahala. Right. In the morning, and it just poured the entire morning. And then- now, now, what cardinal direction would you think that this big cloud would be going in? Because if I looked at it, I would say west. It probably. And talking be- about a big cloud going to the west. The Big West uh, postseason tournament, that's <laughs> yeah, going on. Was it the Hercules? The, oh, it's the I can't remember how the 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 tire company. It's I think it's Hercules, but it's like uh, what do you call it? It's sponsored by like six different companies. Here, as if, as soon as I get the uh, tire company, I should be good to go because I think I have the rest of it, but I'm not sure. It's, I think it's the what is it the Hercules. The Hercules Tires Big West Basketball Championships presented by the Hawaiian Islands. In Henderson, Nevada. Yeah. <laughs> but like you said, the uh, men's basketball team and the Wahine basketball team are already there. Um, I think the men practiced already this morning, our time. And the Wahine should already be there as well. Yeah. Um, both, and also Big West uh Regular season awards have been given for both the men and women. We'll start with the men first. We got Javon McClanahan breaking through, getting that all Big West second team. You know, really hard to break through, kind of like being a top tier guard in the Big West. We got so many names. So, honestly, second team is really good for uh, Vaughn as he kind of had his breakout year this year. So, hopefully, he builds on that. Going into next year, as we see a couple of guys, you know, graduate. And then the honorable mentions, you had Kamaka Hepa and Noel Coleman. Now, initial reactions to those awards. When I first heard that Noel Coleman got honorable mention for an All-Big West team, at first, 
I was surprised. And this is no disrespect to Noel Coleman. I would just say comparing this year to last year, I would I think he could also agree offensively that this year was a big drop off. But I will say he's still one of our top scorers on the team. He's still very reliable uh, on the offensive side of the ball, especially when it comes to clutch time for free throws. And you can't forget about his defense as well. So uh, to my initial surprise, I am glad that we have at least three representatives to this Big West, uh, all Big West team. Yeah, I think I think it's a little recency bias there because Noel Coleman, he was for the most part, in a slump, right? He, yeah. He was scoreless up until – or not scoreless, but he scored 10 or less for about, I want to say, like, it was a stretch of, like, f- two or three games. like, And then, um, you know, last week, Santa Barbara, they didn't – well, they, let's just say they didn't have their best performance, but he scored 15, which is something you want to see, especially because he was 6 for 10 from the field. He was 3 for 7 from 3. And – yeah, I think, well, the scoring was down, obviously, for Noel Coleman, but it's 12 points a game to get, f- I think that's still, I don't really know what the standard is, but it has to be pretty good, right? And then Kamaka Hepa is just, I, I don't know how to describe it, but he's just like, he's there, and he does a lot for Hawaii. I mean, he had, what, like two two twenty nine thirty per point games this right. year, right? So it's very obvious he can score the ball. I think it's just, as we always say with this team, it's consistency. That yeah. needs to be addressed. Especially on the offensive side of the yeah. ball. Um, now we'll switch over to the Wahine side for award-wise. You get uh, Lily Wahine Kapu, All Big West first team, which is awesome to see. Uh, I saw a stat, I think, on the Star Advertiser this morning when I was reading about it. Since being held to zero points on January 15th, in the last 15 matchups, Lily has scored double-digit points 13 of those 15 times she's been one of our more consistent three-point shooters on the team and honestly a very necessary just kind of shot in the arm for the offense she was like the um she's like the booster shot to this team if that makes sense (laughs) you don't know i'll say this she's kind of like the first vax shot of the like of the covid vaccine something that's very necessary you needed that first and you look at the uh, honorable mentions for the team. You got Callum Spillier, Deja Phillips. Those are your necessary boosters that you need. You know, coming off the bench for Deja, who I believe was averaging ten and a half for this year off the bench. Something close to that, right? Um, you, I think Deja Phillips has got to get uh, on an interview with Josh Pacheco and Hunter Hughes on off the bench for ESPN Honolulu. She's a really good interview. That's why she's a good interview, and it fits the theme. And, of course, you can't forget Callan Spiller, also honorable mention, in her final year with the Rainbow Wahine. Very, very essential piece towards this offense. She often, you know, was fed a lot in some of these games as she was a very necessary point, not only on offense, but also on defense as well. I mean, she carried – I can't remember which – I think it was the game at Cal Poly. She carried that team, especially when they weren't – And she could also shoot from three. Yeah. So she's like an all-around scorer. And we can't also forget um, on the all-freshman team for the Big West, Imani Perez, you know, showing her worth that she got a lot of playing time this year alongside uh, Spiller and Nena Orji and Jackie David as kind of like the four bigs that saw a lot of time this year. Uh, Of course, you know, when Jackie David wasn't out for the season. Um, But Imani Perez, I think, shows that, you know, she can be something to rely on in the future as she develops her game. Yeah, I mean, that's an. I feel like that's. I don't want to be like rude or anything, but it is kind of another recency 
biased thing it almost feels right because she scored what like 10 points or more in right. the last four games and she had that three-pointer that kind of you know gave a little bit of hope <laughs> to uh the wahine fans out there i mean yeah she had a she had a double double last thursday right against right. season i mean i mean no question that she is going to be a really big piece for uh in the future especially because of how good she was i mean we saw it against when she had made her first start against stanford right she was going up against I guess all American bigs, but right. she handled them really well. So I think, and I think you know, respectfully, because she's was out for much of the season this year. I think if she were healthy, Jovi Lefotu would have also been on this team. Yeah, I, that's fair. If to she say. was performing like how she was performing, so I think there's a lot of really great, you know, down the line, this team is going to look really good. And you know, this year, I think a lot of us, even though we were voted to repeat, I think all of us thought we were going to repeat. Then you see those four season-ending injuries, then you're like, oh, man, what are the Wahine going to do? Only get the three seed. Only, yeah. Which is, honestly, I had no idea that we were going to get the three seed. <laughs> I thought we were going to be like a four or a five at max, but getting the three, I, that surprised me. I think that's what they wanted, right? right. I think, I don't know what they was what the... Laura Beeman said on the record, but it sounded like for the most part, the three seed is where they wanted to be. That's where they felt they had the best chance of advancing into Friday and Saturday, right? And right. I I mean, you go against a team in Cal State Fullerton that you've already beat twice. Right. And, you know, the saying goes, hard to beat a team three times. They did that last year uh, a couple <laughs> times. <laughs> but, um, uh, you look at their matchup against Cal State Fullerton, you know, of course, also, by the way, I think it's hard to not overlook this. This is Lily Wahine Kapu going against her old team for the third time this year. And now you do it in postseason play. I, I'm i I'm excited for this team. I think my statement from about a month ago still stands. I think this team can win the Big West still, even without uh, – an obvious first option like an Amy Atwell. You lose a leader like uh, Nene Calhoun. But yet, and you have four season-ending injuries. Yet, the pathway is clear, isn't it? I mean, it's pretty clear. I mean, you just, if you think about it, you if you win against Cal State, if they win against Cal State Fullerton, they're going to play whoever wins. I don't know who's playing right now. I think CSUN and CSU Bakersfield are playing right now as we record this. Right. Um Cal Poly and UC Riverside after winner of that is part of UH's UH part of the bracket, I guess. Right. The winner plays Long Beach State on Wednesday. Right. Which is today, I guess, when we record this. This is just confusing. Anyway. We are recording this on Tuesday, just probably, so people know. It's probably coming out Tuesday night. Like like we mentioned, I think every week we're recording this on a Tuesday. Whatever happens after uh, 11 o'clock Hawaii time, uh, sorry that we don't cover it. <laughs> It's really not good, especially because they do like um, weekly interviews after that. Yeah, it's like perfect timing for us. What's up with that? Um, I mean, you're right, though. Going back to what you were saying, it is. I think it's probably one of the easier paths, especially when you don't have to face... Well, I won't say easier. It's it's a favorable path for UH. Okay, yeah, because if you think about it, you're facing Long Beach State, which is, by the way, a really good team in the Big West, but I think... I don't want to be jinxing or anything but it's almost like just don't write about it yeah <laughs> it's almost like it that would be like you like you said the favorable matchup to go up against rather than going up against irvine on right. in the semifinals if you advance but right. like yeah i think that's why this is probably like one of their 
this is a really good shot for them. I think the fact that you're right, they started what one in seven on the year. Yeah. And four four season ending injuries, and you're still the three seed in the Big West. You can pretty much do anything, can't right. you? As long as you just you just have to stay consistent. I think that's always what we're gonna say. And to move on the other side, uh, UH men's basketball also playing Cal State Fullerton. Funny how that worked out. Uh, but Hawaii goes all the way. Uh, the men's side goes all the way to the fifth seed. I don't think it's necessarily anything that people wanted but when you end the regular season you have 20 plus wins so far regular season wise this is a pretty good season for men's basketball um the expectations are high and i think what people don't want to see obviously is a first round exit something that's become rather synonymous with Aron Ganat's tenure as head coach uh sans 2016 and last year after what then we get knocked out the next round because everyone's hurt. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> to Cal State Fullerton. So now you see the rematch. They beat us twice this year. Overtime in their place by one in our house. Now this is the thing. We just talked about how, oh, it's not real. You know, it's not that hard to beat a team three times. But I think in this situation, context matters. Overtime, one-point loss, this game could go in either direction. And you factor in that Cal State Fullerton hasn't played in 12 days. Yeah. it's That's the big factor. Because rest is nice for certain sports, I would think. Mm-hmm. I think, and there is that, you know, line in the sand that you have to draw and say, okay, we got to play here. This is almost two weeks of rest for Cal State Fullerton due to uh, – a bunch of you know other teams dealing with COVID or injury issues. I think Hawaii can get past Cal State Fullerton, and when you look at the men's side and their their history against the Titans, from what I've heard, this is exactly who they wanted to play because they feel like they favor well against them, and there is a little bit of personal. You know, personal feelings towards this team. I think that this matchup, they can get over the hump. I'm not sure who they go against next. But (laughs) I think for the men's team, I'm taking it one game at a time. Even though it's been a good season, if they can find some kind of offensive consistency, I'll feel good. You get a healthier Bernardo da Silva after he got a, a little bit of time to rest. Morsec has had, you know, really good moments and, like, Morsec moments. Um, you got to have everyone performing at their best. And right now, I've, I'm feeling nice about it. I'm, I'm not too sure. I mean, Cal State Fullerton, this is a team that what, they won the conference tournament last year, right? Right. And, yeah, it is going to be down in the wire, I think. I. Hopefully it is. I'd rather prefer it not be like a 20 point. I mean, personally, I'd like a CSUN score rather than a UCSB score. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want it to be down to the wire. Yeah. But unfortunately, in the last couple matchups, it's gone down to the wire. Yeah. I think you just just need consistency. I mean, what was it in that that second game that was here, right? It was, um, what, bad? Was it bad first half, good second half? Probably. But it was just Unless it was like a UCSB game. Yeah, and then... (laughs) It's just bad game. I like. I just like as somebody who doesn't like watch a lot of UH men's basketball. Like it was just like 
you just look at the box scores and I just remember seeing when they were playing at Cal State Fullerton, you just see like the most random. So like you have like Zor, Harry, Beyond, they're all rotating in and out in overtime just to avoid getting fouls. Right. Or to avoid getting foul trouble because like Coleman, McClanahan, and Hepa had like four each. And that's important for this men's basketball team too is to yeah. stay out of foul trouble because that's an issue that they've run into, whether it be Hepa or De Silva or Avea. Those three tend to like at some points kind of rack up those fouls. But this is the thing though with Bernardo De Silva – because I think he has the he's kind of like the main culprit of racking up fouls. If he gets into foul trouble, I don't feel as nervous as I used to. Just because I feel like Morsec has done a lot of growing in the last couple of weeks. The team has also implemented more a little bit more. Um, <laughs> as well as Harry Ruliadef has also had some some fine moments as well off the bench. I think the the pieces are there. For this to be you know, a good run. Can we make it to the end? That's what I'm concerned about. Because I'm not sure. Because I think what we all wanted. I think what would have been the best piece of this puzzle. That we absolutely needed. Was to have the Noel Coleman of 2022. Yeah. We needed that Noel Coleman this year. And unfortunately. He's just not there. And that's just not his game this year unfortunately. I think. The other thing, too, is Jovan has stepped up a lot. I mean, he went yeah. 27 against Irvine. I mean, he went from a guy yeah. that only took, like, three shots a game to, like, driving in and making that, like, Chris Paul shot. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> Where he just makes it to the elbow and just drains the mid-range every single time. I mean, if there's a guy to model your game after, if you're Jovan McClanahan, why not make it CP3? Yeah, why not? Same number and everything. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> you you talked about you didn't know who they would have faced if they, if they happened to advance. Was it Thursday, right? Yeah. Um, so it's whoever, well, today they have CSU Bakersfield versus CSUN. I'm assuming whoever wins that isn't going to win the quarterfinal on Thursday because it is probably against not. Irvine. Yeah. So they, if you happen to win that, they probably could play against Irvine on thir- Friday. So that's another tough matchup. You've won against them before, which is good, but I don't know. I'm just, not- I mean, it's a tough matchup at the top, the top five seeds, I think in the big West are top. Are the they're top just, five teams yeah, in the Big West? They're just dead even, right? They're just dead even. I think go either direction for both. We've beaten UCSB before, so I don't necessarily see it as like if we go up against them eventually that I will think of it as oh this is not going to happen. We got blown up by them that one time. Well, we also beat them twice. We were also down like twenty seven to them last year and beat them. <laughs> so it's like I think for both teams. Wahine and men, their destiny is in their own hands, and only they can stop themselves. Because we've seen it from both teams. The main thing that that beats Rainbow Warrior and Rainbow Wahine basketball teams are themselves. And we've seen it multiple times this year. So you hope that they can work out those kinks in practice this week before they start play at Hen- in Henderson at the Dollar Loan Center. Yep. And, you know, we're talking about tournaments. Let's talk about some classics here. Mm. Let's talk about the upcoming, was it the Outrigger? I think it's Outrigger Resorts. Resorts. Invitational? Invitational. 
apparently it's been the same thing for like it's been it forever but you know sorry outrigger volleyball invitational okay outrigger volleyball invitational for uh the rainbow warrior volleyball uh we finish up a nice uh 3-1-3-0 uh matchups against pepperdine and jalen jasper uh <laughs> certainly jalen jasper is a very great volleyball player I think we can all attest to that well, now. It's not even a question. It's not even like, a question. It wasn't a question back when he was a freshman at Stanford in 2018. So, yeah. uh, But, you know, the Warriors did their thing and showed, yeah, we're number one, guys. Yeah, we played a couple of uh, uh, year one schools, but we're still, we're still that guy. And this week we're going to have to be proving to all the national media that our schedule is pretty good when we play against Purdue Fort Wayne, a team that was receiving votes. Then you get number three Penn State and number two UCLA. These will be matchups that are definitely going to be held under a microscope. And whether or not you win or lose, there's going to be things that people are going to come away with. I think straight up, all three games are winnable. You're at home, so it, it, you're at home. Uh, someone will complain about that. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because apparently, uh, the University of Hawaii athletics program should be wealthy enough to travel uh, to Penn State or to UCLA, you know, every year. Uh, have, but, they, have they not met the state of Hawaii before? <laughs> like... But shade, but shade aside, um, obviously, Penn State number one on uh. Thursday, Friday, Friday on Friday. That's going to be an interesting matchup, mostly because this is a team that I think a lot of people agree should have been in the NCAAs last year. Whether, but you know, due to seeding and uh, some other, some other team that won the national championship. Oh no, that made it to the national championship. Yeah. They blocked them out. Uh, thanks, Long Beach. We appreciate you. <laughs> was it? It was Long Beach, and who was the other um, at-large bid? I can't I remember. I think it was UCLA or Pepperdine, because one of them was – they're both MPSF. Right. And I think one of them took the at-large. I, can't I think remember. it was Pepperdine. Was it Pe- – I, I think UCLA took it, actually. I can't remember. I think – because Pepperdine, I think, won the MPSF. True. And You're then right. You're UCLA right. took the at-large or something. Okay. So now that we got that figured out, Penn State was left out. If I'm Penn State, I want to show out to the best team in the country that, hey, yeah, we – we also deserve some recognition. And this is a team that deserves a lot of recognition. Um, I think then after that, you have UCLA, you know, the only the number two team in the nation. Um, and honestly, I don't know what to expect from these next two games. Because Hawaii has shown this year that it can just murder a team 25-13, but it can also have weird struggles here and there, especially with um, serving. But with a team that kind of like UCLA, they also have their own issues with serving because I think both Hawaii and UCLA, they both operate in the, well, who cares about service errors if you can get aces? Yeah. And both teams are very good at getting aces as well. Um, so I think I'm just excited to watch these games just because, you know, it's just two really great games with two with three really great teams and also Purdue Fort Wayne is also there. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you can't sleep on Purdue Fort Wayne though. You can't sleep on Purdue Fort Wayne, but we also sweat Pepperdine three nothing. I mean, let's let's <laughs> I understand you can't you can't you can't sleep on Purdue Fort Wayne because they are a sneaky good team. 
However, we have swept several top 10 teams. Like, that's what I don't get. Like, this is obviously one of the better teams in the country, if not the best, in yeah. terms of who your starting rotation is. Right. Pretty much because you have, what, Spiros and Demi in the front row. Cole and Guillerme alternating middles. Yeah. Chaz is really good in the back row, and too. Then it's Chaz, Jakob, and Chewy. Yeah, which is a really good back row. Awesome it's just, like, and then when you add in the B-siders with uh, Kanae Kana, Keone Tham, Alakai Todd, who occasionally get their time in there, this is a really good, this is a really loaded it's a roster. really loaded roster, and when you see, like, the points, and you're like, well, how does the team, how does this team lose sets? It's, you know... It's it is self inflicted wounds, and I think it's something that Charlie Wade, you know, himself knows that these ha- these wounds do happen. So I think it's something that they can take into account. You can drop a set against these teams. Yeah, I don't think we're going to be losing our minds. Like was it Concordia University Irvine? I think they lost their set? mind a little bit to that one. I think we all lost our mind to that one. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, but I'm excited to watch these games. Um, hopefully, you know. Fingers crossed I can uh, get out to these games just to watch them for fun. Uh, But um, we'll see what happens there. Hint, hint, Josh. (laughs) Josh. Actually, he did give my schedule, but I've totally forgotten what my schedule (laughs) is. So uh, unhint, Josh. Um, Now, to jump over to something completely different. (laughs) (laughs) Baseball had a pretty good weekend, all things considered. You You at the Cambria College Classic who shout out to, I think it was Mike D, who was doing the radio broadcast for the first day, kept calling it the Cambridge College Classic on accident. <laughs> uh, shout out. So at Minnesota, you beat the winless Minnesota Golden Gophers, and so, but it's still a Power 5 program. Yep. So was it Harry Gustin gets the win over that? He had five innings pitched, one of the longest uh, starting. I know, it's very unlike them. <laughs> but like... <laughs> And Harry did a really great job yeah. working out of a couple of jams. Shout out to the most insane triple play you'll see, which is just, as I got to be real, it's nothing on Hawaii. It's everything on Minnesota Wait. for messing up. So this is what happens. Bases are loaded. Right. Uh, Minnesota's up to bat. Dude uh, hits a grounder to third. One bounce. Uh, I can't remember who was the third baseman. I think it was Kyson. Yeah, it, I don't think it was Kaisen. Was Kyson. it not Kaisen? I think it was. It could have been Kaisen. Well, we'll we'll leave it at that. But um, what happens is he catches the ball low, um, tags third base, and then catches the uh, third base runner in a pickle. And after that, you know the play is dying down, and you see the hitter, after going from first, start to walk back to the dugout, because he thought he lined out to third. So they throw to first base, and it's a triple play. So all of that is just because the hitter forgot or didn't realize that he didn't hit a line out to third. (laughs) So that was an an awesome way, a very confusing way to end an inning. But I think a lot of people, um, when it was being tweeted out by NCAA Baseball, the Twitter account, it was really funny because it was a triple play, in the third inning on March third. Yeah, <laughs> and going back, it was it was Zach Storbakken at third base. It was Storbakken because that was the game where Storbakken and uh, is it Geiselman? How do you say his name? I think it's Geiselman. It is right because Jizzleman just sounds. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> 
I've been accidentally calling him that this entire time. So first of all, if he listens, apologies. <laughs> I think it's Geiselman. That's why I want to say it's Geiselman. Like, but I can't find a pronunciation chart anywhere to, to save my life. Hint, hint, Darren. <clears throat> Darren. Uh, but um, you win that game. You have a tough loss to Nebraska, which you know it's Nebraska. Yeah, it'll happen. And then the game against Maryland happens. Now, if you saw the box score, you see, oh man, was it was it uh, ten walks and a hit by pitch by our pitching staff? Uh, it was something ten like walks that. And a hit by, two hit by pitches. Oh, two hit by pitch. So that's twelve free bases. Yet Hawaii wins nine to three. That's amazing, especially when you factor in. For Maryland, I believe they only had three walks and two hit-by-pitches. Five walks, one hit-by-pitch. Okay, I was close. It was close enough, dude. I, I was mean, close enough. But like, yeah. And Hawaii had the lead for the entire game. Like, there were moments where Maryland tried to come back, and then the ninth inning happens. You have, um, it wasn't Matt Wong. Or, was it Matt Wong or Jacob Igawa? So Jacob Igawa lines one out for a home run, gets the two-run home run. I think Kyson Donahue rips a solo home run to the longest part of the center field. And it's a football stadium. <laughs> so it's a long, he hits a bomb straight down center to basically, you know, get our lead to what? That was 9-3? to three? That was a 9-3, yeah. So shout out to the, to the base bows to mm-hmm. getting that big win over at the then-ranked Maryland. Maryland ends that weekend – with no wins because they lose to the number seven Ole Miss, like number eight Vanderbilt. Was that the one they got no hit or didn't Vanderbilt no hit somebody else? I can't weekend? remember. They, they no the hit somebody. So they lose to Ole Miss, Vanderbilt, and Hawaii. Three. Somehow three teams that are going to be seeing each other in the last two years or in the last like uh, the span of two years. Let's rephrase that. That's three elite teams right there. Yeah, exactly. So honestly, Maryland should have been expecting that loss. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you face Hawaii on a Sunday. Like undefeated this year on Sundays so far. <laughs> they're what? They're fourteen and two under Rich Hill. Um, they didn't score ten runs for the first time in a long time. I think they were close though. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, the W is what matters at this point. And right. And now, especially because you're going against uh, UConn this weekend, a four-game series. Uh, UConn's RPI, I believe, is at twenty-four. So this is a good team um especially i think i was talking to uh we were talking with harrison corota this morning on the sports animals he was you know he he mentioned you know in his mind he believes there's a little bit of bias to these east coast teams so i think getting a like a win or two off this team can be really good and especially when you have bats like how we did this weekend against maryland i think the sky's the limit for this team and you know Part of me really hopes that we can make a great run and make it to the College World Series. The other part of me is like, um, I bought tickets to Japan on May 20th. <laughs> uh, so hopefully, you know, uh, you know, I really hope for the success of this team. Uh, but maybe, uh, you know, I, it's, <laughs> I don't I, I'm trying to not trying to trying to take a vacation here. <laughs> yeah, I mean this is this is a team that went to a super regional last super regional last year, right? right? So this is 
really good. You're right, 24 in the RPI. In UConn. UConn, yeah, 24 in the RPIs. But I think you have the bats, but can they – this is another consistency question. Are they going to show up right. every other day except for Sunday, I guess? And another consistency issue, um, the rain. Oh, my gosh, yes. Because, what, there's another cold front coming through, right? I think it's supposed to rain today, Wednesday. Um, <laughs> so that sounds like um, – um, oh, it, what's our pitching coach's name again? Matthew Troop. Sounds like Troop is going to be uh, working all week. <laughs> it pray f- Let's pray because apparently there is – it's just partly cloudy and sunny apparently according to my weather app. So hopefully Shout out to the weather app. Hopefully it's – Usually kind of right. <laughs> the, only thing it's, the only thing it's not right is actually because when it tells you when it's not raining because True. it'll be super sunny and then it's like I still feel the showers coming down. Like. <laughs> but, but yeah, good luck to uh, Rainbow Baseball this weekend. Yeah. Um, and then we want to cover uh, Hawaii Softball who had a very successful weekend uh, minus, you know, one loss to what? The University of Utah who's receiving votes at national <laughs> national polls. So, you know what? You take it. Um in the Hawaii Spring Fling uh, Invitational? I think it's just Spring Fling. Just Spring Fling. Tournament, sorry. Tournament. Um, Hawaii goes 4-1. and one. A lot of really fun highlights from this Spring Fling. Uh, I think I think the highlight for this weekend still has to be the Millie Fidge uh, Sunday. That was that was pretty good. Considering well, there was a pitch during her first inning at bat that she crushed, but it was like 30 feet foul. Right. But it was like that thing probably. She would've... knew. She knew it was happening. Right <laughs> but yeah, I mean that was it was a really good weekend. Um, I do want to if we're gonna keep singling out uh, media members as we do apparently this week. Um, this week is Jason Conishiro because, um, let's be fair, my, the the jinx in me was here all five was all there all five <laughs> games. Jason shows up to Utah on, for the Utah game on Monday, and we see what happens. Mm, interesting. So. Um, I think I think Jason's gonna have to take the blame for that one, but no, this was a this was a really good that was a really good Utah team. They no hit Niagara in the game before that, so like, and it's a good Utah team that Hawaii was up on for six innings or five innings. It was like four, four innings. Four innings. Four innings. I forget math. <laughs> Baseball and softball math is like it's weirdly not the same. That's why. Yeah. So, I think we the. Wahine held the lead one to nothing forever because Miley Bethay is just like that. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, the fifth inning just kind of unraveled for uh, Brianna Lopez, uh, getting a lot of runs off of that. And then um, I, we were talking with um, – oh, my gosh, I'm tired. <laughs> we were talking with Coach Bob Coolin. Sorry, I just had a moment in my life right now. Um, we were talking with uh, Coach Bob Coolin this morning, and he had said he wanted to see Kiana Campbell-Pua in a situation like this. Uh, he wanted to see what she could do in that moment. Gave First pitch. Gave up the home run, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> but, you know, because of that, though, she she now knows what that feels like. Yeah. And she's kind of, you know, had the issue of giving up home runs this year from time to time. And, you know, she's still a freshman, so she can only learn. And this is like one of the better teams in the nation. So I don't see much I don't see much bad for the loss. There were a couple of fielding errors, I believe, as well, but that's just something to work out as the year goes on. And I'm sure the rain and the wind is not helping this dirt at all. No, but <laughs> it it's it's been 
I think the way Coach Bob described it after um, Monday's loss to Utah was um, Bree had to she was kind of over pitching I guess because of all the mistakes that were happening. Um, you know the the I'm not going to name her, but the right fielder for UH you can look it up if you want to. She was tracking the fly ball that was a ground rule double, and she took a step back, thought she had it, and then she ran another step back and it went over her head and right. Right. And then that just started this whole unraveling. I think it was two outs when. Uh, the third baseman threw an error, I guess, two more runs score there. And it was just, that's where it's just started to fall apart yeah. for them. So and, it's just a lot of small mistakes, but small mistakes do mount up. And I'm sure Bob knows this. He's got, what, 8,000 years of experience uh, at this point. Uh, but um, but now looking ahead to the future, I'm pretty sure Millie Fidge will probably get another freshman of the week uh, um, this week. She got snubbed. Brie Lopez got snubbed too, which was like, because she had, what, 20? Wait, did they already come out? Yeah. So Wait, when did they come out? They came out Monday, but before the game. But it was um, – so Millie Fitch was a nominee, but she didn't get it. I don't remember why, but um, I can't remember who the pitcher of the Down week – Down with the Big West. I can't remember who the pitcher of the week was either, but it, they had – she had just as good of a weekend as Brie Lopez did up until that Monday. But, That's disrespectful. But that was like – I was like – that was such a snub, dude. I thought Brie Lopez had Maybe that they just the didn't want to give it to her two weeks in a row, and the Big West just wants to get up on but, their eye horse. But Brie Lopez just got snubbed, dude. I yeah. mean... Everyone... It's fine. You know, we're on an island. They don't care about us. It's fine. <laughs> we'll show them in the in Big West play. Yeah. But um, now the... What is this third one? I can't remember the name of the third tournament. It's the Outrigger Rainbow Wahine Classic. So this is another Outrigger... Yeah. So the Outrigger is having two classics, uh, a classic and a tournament on the same weekend. Are the, is the Outrigger also part of the Big West Championships too, or are they no, just No, that's separate? presented by the Hawaiian Islands. But the, it's the men's volleyball one, they're right there in charge of. It's the Outrigger yeah. Men's Volleyball Championships presented by the Hawaiian Islands in Irvine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in the um, Outrigger Wahine Classic, uh, we'll be starting off this tournament with Niagara, uh, a team that we played last week. And it is a team that we will be playing next week. Um, shout out to Niagara. I bet they really thought they were going to get a couple of weeks of sunshine. Sorry about that, <laughs> that's, guys. That's really what happened. Because so Bob Coolen, he talked about it with um, Jason, me and Jason right. after Monday. He was the coach. He was basically like, "Yeah, the Niagara coach just he needed an excuse to be here an extra, an extra week." Well, to be fair, even when it's raining, it's really nice here. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really sure where Niagara is. I'm sure I'm, I'm assuming it's upstate New York Yeah, probably. because that's where Niagara yeah. falls. Is. <laughs> so it's probably nicer down here than it is up there. I'm sure they're having a great time. Um, then with the, after that, then it's Fordham mm-hmm. and Iowa state, uh, in a double header with Fordham on that day as well. And then we finish off the tournament with Iowa state. Iowa state is, is an interesting matchup. I think it's going to be fun. Uh, they got two uh, Hawaii uh, players on there. I think they're both from Campbell. One is a freshman. One is a senior. The names are escaping me. I think one was like it's like Paige Nakashima, and the other one I can't remember off the top of my head. But they are, have two Hawaii representatives. The Big 12 loves Hawaii players. Um, <laughs> shout out to Jocelyn Alo and um, Nalia. Oh, no. What's her name? Or... Oh, is the marital softball player that got recruited to um, Oklahoma. She was the infielder. Oh, her name is escaping me. 
But, you know, shout out to them for making it big in the Big 12. I'm sure there are others that I'm not necessarily lifting uh, uh, lifting up right now. But it's going to be a fun matchup. Uh, Bob talked about his, uh, you know, relationship with the Iowa State coach. You know, they've been playing against each other for like 20 years, he said, when they used to be at Tulsa. So it's going to be a lot of fun, I think. Go out there. Um, I'm sure there will be open seats. <laughs> It's yeah. not. It's not a expensive ticket. To Considering buy. that is not even. I don't mean to be like rude or anything, but that is not the game of the week on campus. There's like three different sports happening, four I guess if you count what's happening the week, the weekday after. But yeah, you're right. So it's for Iowa State. They have with Paige Nakashima, you said, and um, Alessia Ranches, right? And then Fordham's coach Melissa Inoy, I think, is a Milani graduate. That's something Bob Coolin said, but. It's a lot of Hawaii ties, basically. And it's, a, it's a lot of Hawaii ties. A very busy weekend for uh, the University of Hawaii. I feel like this is something we say every week. It's busy for us again. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go ahead. Give the quick rundown. Uh, so tomorrow, uh, that will be the first game for the Rainbow Wahine. As they take on Cal State Fullerton in the Big West Tournament. So that's going to be at 6.30 is the tip-off. I believe so. And that should, what, probably be on ESPN Plus, as most Big West games are. Uh, there will be radio coverage starting at 6 p.m. Uh, then on Thursday, oh, no, and then also on Wednesday will be men's volleyball against Purdue-Fort Wayne. That's Thursday. Women's volleyball at Min- versus Minnesota in a spring match on Wednesday, 7 o'clock. Wait, is it not on Wednesday? No, because so we forgot to mention that women's volleyball has a couple of spring matches against Minnesota that starts um, Tuesday, which is today at 7 p.m. They have another one tomorrow on Wednesday at 7 p.m. And then Purdue Fort Wayne is Thursday at 7 p.m. Got it. Penn State's Friday. UCLA is Saturday. Got it. All at the same time? Yes, all seven seven o'clock. And I think um, the men's volleyball matches are all ESPN Honolulu for now. Yeah. Well, I'll I can. I can verify that. Well, because assuming that somebody from either the men's or women's basketball team wins, the odds are that TIFF is probably being joined in progress, right, for one of those on Friday? Uh, Depends. Yeah. And, I mean, a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, definitely a lot of – oh, my gosh, I just closed it. Radio coverage-wise, there is a lot. And, um, I mean, um, I was talking about this with Kara, who is the sports information director for softball and – uh, women's volleyball and tennis, I believe. Uh, she, yeah, she, all men's volleyball should be. Yeah, on ESPN so Honolulu. She, she, and Darren, who is the SID for baseball, I don't know, swimming and diving, and what's the other one? Soccer. All the fall sports except for football, they're all back in like spring. They have spring games, right? So while he and his soccer team have a game during the softball team's game against Utah, they're gonna have another one Thursday. At Lower Campus Field at 4.30 against, I hope I said the truth, is it Catawba? I don't know. But if you wanted to go stop by. We're trying, okay? uh, Yeah. And (laughs) honestly, guys, it has been a busy day because we have not even talked about. Baseball. Baseball. That all starts at 6 o'clock on on Friday. I think 6.35. Coverage is 6 o'clock, right? Right. Oh! (laughs) We're just going to have a breakdown here, guys. So, women's If you want to know when things are happening... Look up HawaiiAthletics.com and look at the calendar. <laughs> or if you want, you can call ESPN Honolulu. 
I will be there to answer your call. <laughs> the amount of people that ask me these questions when they could just look it up online is baffling. Just Or just tag him on Twitter if you're smart enough for that. Yeah, but at that point, then you could just also look it up on Twitter or on, on, on the That's internet. That's true. They post, and plus, we didn't even talk about like UH Beach Volleyball just going 4-0 at the, oh, yeah, the they, best in the West. Yeah, I mean, is there a question whether or not they're the best in the West? I think there was a question of whether or not they're going to be Cal Poly. <laughs> but and then we what? We go 3-2 and 4-1 four, four, one. One on them? Yeah. and So that means that spells a lot of really good stuff for Evan, Evan Silverstein's squad. Yeah. Who got and then we also got Big West Pair of the Week as I well. I believe Chandler Cowell and Sydney Miller. Shout out to the Cowells. They have good genes. Yeah. <laughs> so, but basically, yes, there is a lot that we have missed and probably not talked about. And you know what? We're That's... students, okay? We just had midterms. <laughs> Let us. Breathe. We're we're trying, guys. Spring break Let's is just... next week. We're almost there. God, spring break is gonna be a mess too. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I'm not looking forward to it as I just work normal schedules. I know, <laughs> but hey, you know it is what it is. We're doing our best out here. So are they. Go out support Hawaii Athletics. Listen to the radio station a little bit. Listen to us. Read our stuff. Uh, Manoanow.org/kaleo, or just look up Kaleo and like Hawaii next to it too to at least help the SEO a little bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think with that, I don't think there's much more else to add. Do you have anything to add? No, not really. Well, happy birthday, Tiff Wells. Oh, yeah. Oh, f- oh my gosh. I didn't we even, almost forgot. I mean, I didn't know it was his birthday until, um, you know, his mother, Cindy Lewis, texted the men's volleyball chat. <laughs> like, what, what was it, like 6 o'clock at night yeah, last night? it was night? like late last night. I was like, oh, damn, okay. <laughs> I was like, I was like, wow, she just exposed him. Because he doesn't seem like that kind of person where he's like, yeah, it's my birthday. Right. But, but hey, you know what? You know, moms will do what they got to do. Yeah, and plus it and was... So, Tiff's and also, shout out to Tiff Wells. He got me a um, golf polo shirt. Like, he got a huge deal where it was basically like four for the price of two. Wow. It's like one of the nicest shirts I own. Is that- so, I'm just going to say straight up, you know, shout out to Tiff Wells. One of the best in the biz. Don't know how I could do it without him. And honestly, it's hard to say. Like, I think this, it's hard to, like, really understate what he does not only as the voice of men's and wahine volleyball he does a lot of stuff as well for the station as well and look he gets the job done and i'm just always grateful to know that i can work alongside such great people like tiff wells like you reese a shout out to Bodie who was here at some point <laughs> I mean, we got to talk about Diego Rivera, man. Of course. Because... And the biggest shout out to Diego Rivera. We had our little posts already today. Dude is out here for one game and gets like the most perfect pictures. I don't know how he does it. I, don't know, dude. He... I think it's also just practice. It's like when you go up to your friend who's good at drawing, he's like, you're so talented. How are you born with this? And they're just like, because I practiced. And you're like, I could never do that. So I'm sure if we, you know, did that to Diego, he would probably just say, oh, yeah, because I've been doing this for like years. Yeah, but we could never do, <laughs> we could never do what he did, though, anyway, because like he went he, he was there for like three innings of softball and like half of a <laughs> basketball game. And like his stuff was so good. Like, how did he even? Just Lightroom. Like, it's like <laughs> Lightroom is how he does it. It's like it's like Nostradamus stuff too, because there's no way that he just assumed that like, yeah, Lily Wahine and Cop is gonna get well, first. Well, because you're probably just like, okay, starter, boom, starter, boom, starter, boom. Yeah. Oh wow, Imani is tall. <laughs> <laughs> but, That's probably how it goes in your head. Honestly, it's just whoever has the ball. And, yeah, but 
considering that like like we have been here for like um when we shoot a couple games it's always like the guards who have the ball so i don't know how he gets this stuff where like Callen's like <laughs> dribble driving look i've never shot um i've never sh- the only games i've shot were those softball games <laughs> and uh spring game once like three years ago I don't know how I could do basketball. First of all, I would need a smaller lens. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, well, um, you could shoot from like um, from what do you call from the less or yeah. something, I guess, into the <laughs> into the arena. But yeah, with those shout outs, I think that's a great way to, you know, put the pin in today. It's a great day for you know staying inside. It's probably a great week for staying inside. <laughs> so make sure everyone stays safe. It's wet roads out there. People are stupid drivers. I'm just gonna say it straight up. So just make sure you stay safe out there. You know, get home, do your homework, do uh, do your chores yeah. and all that good stuff. Get get here early too. I would say because oh yes, get uh, here early because what was it last week for the volleyball game? The line was basically all the way to the end of the parking lot by the tennis courts. Do any of us remember last year when it was so bad that I think Brian McInnes for Spectrum News he was he drove in because they had like three events at once like they are gonna have this week and like he set the park on Upper Campus because they coned off the structure <laughs> like it, it's gonna be bad I would say especially for this weekend because not only is there so many events it's good a lot events. of really good yeah. events so make sure you get here early um, don't tailgate but like you know. Just do just do what Hang you do out. when you go to football and just eat a bento in your car, yeah. on the truck bed, whatever. You know, don't light up the um oh what is it called the um the hibachi the yeah don't light up the hibachi. If you light up the hibachi, maybe do it by the music school while no one's looking. <laughs> but where, you didn't hear that from me. That is where all the eyes are, Tanner, because all the parking attendants are there. <laughs> That's where they would least expect it, where everyone is. And I think with that, it's a great way to uh, get out of here before they blame me for anything. Uh, So from Tanner Hayworth, from Reese Nagaoka, from the Sports Desk at Kaleo, this is us signing off. Thank you very much for listening to the Green and Black Podcast. Have a great rest of your week.